Hello and welcome to the Mammal Daily Diary on Sunday the 24th of May 2020. Um, can't quite believe it's been pretty much bang on two months since my uh, last uh, podcast diary entry. This was meant to be a daily podcast, remember? And then this weird thing called COVID-19 happened and lockdown. And <clears throat> to be honest, I just thought, is it, do people really want to hear about the kind of, you know, well... When lockdown first happened, I, I basically stopped going out cycling. I, I just did some indoor training. I thought probably that was the responsible thing to be doing. I didn't want to be burdening the uh, health service with any additional sort of uh, needs um, uh, or, or stresses if I was to have an accident and went outside. But um, and then I, I honestly, I just didn't think it would be very interesting to sit there and go, oh, well, today I went on the Nordic track and I did this and then, oh, and then I did that. And it would be really pretty dull. Um, and as time progressed, actually, my sort of my thinking changed a little bit. I don't know whether that was just because it was in line with the weather as well. But um, basically, I thought it would probably be OK to go out. Um, the government was certainly not saying that you couldn't um i was being fairly sensible and keeping it within a sort of uh i was basically doing an hour's ride um and keeping it well within the guidelines and i figured there are probably less people out on the road so therefore it's probably safer and i'm fairly confident in my inability on the bike so um i did start cycling out and actually um really since uh since then i've now done 30 rides pretty much of the same loop i call it my lockdown loop um and i've got small variances on it and uh you know it, it basically varies between about 28 kilometers and i think the most i've done is um 55 kilometers that's if i decide to go up all the way to hindhead um but generally speaking it's, it's sort of between a 30 and a 40k loop basically um which basically takes me out of farnham through uh rowledge uh to frensham uh then up to chert and then uh across to elstead and then um back down to farnham back round to farnham again um or if I don't go to Elstead, I go via Tilford instead. Go back to Tilford. Uh, go, go back through Tilford, which is uh, slightly shorter. But anyway, the point being that I just—it's not that interesting in terms of telling you that I've done a one-hour loop. Um, it's the same ride I've done, you know, every day, and I just—you know—there's not really much to say about it. Um, I mean, the weather's been lovely and all the rest of it, but you know, I—I I don't know. It's just—you know—it's much more interesting if I've been to bosom or gone down to brighton or i don't know cycled to alton and you know done a bit of a longer ride um so i decided just really that there wasn't much to report uh in terms of the daily diary and i just wouldn't really uh uh impose myself on your poor ears and i'm actually i think there's been an explosion in podcasting anyway since uh lockdown and uh I don't know, it just felt like it was one extra unnecessary uh, thing uh, to be listening to and I didn't really have that much to say anyway. So apologies for that, it's uh, two months now and um, yeah, um, what can I say? Um, there's, uh, in terms of my cycling, um, one thing I had noticed I'd put on an enormous amount of weight um, and um, that was basically since I had the AF um, operation, the cardiac ablation in November, um, I finished the 10,000 kilometres in a year challenge last year and then basically I just sort of let my weight gradually increase and I was shocked that um, 
I'd got to about 13 stone 10 I think it was or something like that um, so quite a lot uh, back from my um, my sort of normal training weight which is about 12 stone 6 so um, that was a bit of a rude awakening for me and I got actually quite depressed um, about it uh, and um, sorry something just popped up on the anchor app here um something about analytics but i thought the recording had stopped anyways my weight had ballooned a bit and um i then downloaded an app called uh life sum which actually if you haven't tried you should check it out it's um uh it's a bit like uh, my fitness pal in that you can scan barcodes and stuff but it, the database seems to be so much better than my fitness pal it really just it honestly i've only scanned one thing that it hasn't recognized otherwise everything else is is scannable and uh, you can basically log how much how many calories you're taking in and then basically obviously have a look at how much you're burning and then um it also um you put a goal in in terms of what you want to do so in my case it was get down to um my sort of training weight and plus a bit actually i've added a bit uh, taken a bit more off that i want because i want to get into a slightly uh, better trim for the summer and then basically it does a sort of calorie deficiency calculation based on you wanting to lose weight over a certain period of time and then um as you scan in all your food um uh, obviously then uh that's your calories that you're taking in during the day and then any burn up calories from your workouts and then obviously you see and then you still track your progression it's a pretty cool app actually like i say so um, it seems to be a lot better than my fitness pal uh the free version lets you do all of that um the uh then there's a premium version if you want to get meal plans and stuff which is kind of interesting too um but I've I've just stayed with the free um the the free service uh, and it seems to be working fine for me so that's uh, that's what I've been doing and um yeah it's taken I mean it's taken a month or so but I've managed to sort of uh, start shedding the uh the weight again and I'm back down into the 12 stone some x uh scenario now I think it was 12 stone 10 today so I've still got a fair way to go I'd like to get down to about 12 stone uh bang on um I think that would be a good target and then see where I see where I'm at with that. Um, but the other thing I've noticed actually is because I'm now doing shorter loops and doing the same loop, it's um, it's a lot easier to track how I'm how I'm doing from a sort of uh, physical performance uh, point of view as well. Um, another thing that happened as a result of the uh, cardiac ablation last year is that my VO2 max, um, which was quite good, I think it was about 59 at, at its peak, um, which is pretty good, I think. Um, it completely collapsed, um, and I think um, when I started sort of rechecking it again, it was it I dropped down to about forty eight, I think. Um, so that was pretty depressing because um, I think that's a really good measure of your fitness levels. Um, anyway, in the last couple of months, I've I've managed to sort of turn it around again, and um, I'm back up to fifty two now. Uh, that was the latest reading today, but again, I still think there's a way to go, um, but. You know, I'm kind of enjoying the riding. Um, because the loops are shorter, I'm actually having a go at them. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm riding quite hard. And um, in pretty much about 95, 90, well, 95%, 98% of the cases, I'm doing between 30 and 40 kilometres at over 30 kilometres an hour, which, um, I, you know, that's pretty decent for me. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not the fastest in the world, but certainly... Um, you know, to get that sort of consistent uh, speed uh, for me is, is quite encouraging as well. And um, my power is uh, gradually increasing as well. So, yeah, all in all, um, I think it's fine to summarise all of that in like one podcast now uh, entry rather than sort of doing it every day. But uh, 
yeah, I think um, I, I think you know on the on the cycling front, I think that's pretty good. I am missing doing some of the longer rides, and um, I'm sort of curious now that the uh, the government guidelines on exercise have have loosened a bit, and they're saying that you can now do more than one exercise a day and stuff. I think certainly the impression I get is people are beginning to uh, to go further afield. Obviously, there is still a um, uh, a sort of question about how far you should go away from home. So I'm guessing, you know, if you can try and keep it within a loop, that's reasonable. Um, you can maybe push the distance up, but maybe just try and stay, you know, within a reasonable distance of your home in case you do need to uh, uh, get someone to come pick you up or something uh, if something goes wrong. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I mean, it's uh, I don't quite know what's happening with the COVID thing. Obviously, it's uh, it looks like I'm going to be working at home uh till the end of the year at least that's what the company has said um unless local guidelines dictate otherwise and then it'll be optional as to whether i, I want to go into london or not but um we'll see i think um for me finding that balance between work and life and getting making sure i get out every day and do some exercise um i've I noticed the days that i'm not going out that i i'm getting um so mentally a bit more uh a, a bit lower a bit more blue so um and definitely going out picks me up so it's it's definitely a necessary thing it's just i guess kind of easy if you haven't actually left the house in the day to just sit there and go oh well i just won't bother today and leave it till tomorrow so um yeah i mean it obviously helps if the weather's nice and uh, the weather's been pretty good recently um and long may that continue um right i'm gonna take a quick break and then um, i'm gonna talk about strava So another sort of big thing that's happening in the cycling world, and this really is first world problems here, but um, Strava about a week ago turned around and said that they were, uh, in essence, going to um, move basically one of their key features that's um, to date been uh, available to free users. Uh, they're going to move it behind a paywall. And uh, they're doing that along with um, a simplifying of their subscription proposition. So previously, you could be um, you could get a summit pack, and there were three different summit packs. And to be honest, they were so ludicrously complicated to understand what the hell you got, what you didn't get. I suspect that most people who wanted to subscribe just bought all three packs. And uh, you know, if you didn't, you didn't. Um, but the the challenge is that Strava has basically is 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 burning money. They're not profitable, and I think that they've probably they're a last chance saloon in terms of their survivability. So they've turned around and basically, um, with pretty much zero notice, said that. Um, uh, the ability to see uh, that the full details of a Strava segment is only going to be available to uh, subscribers. Um, there's one subscription level now, so forget all the three packs and stuff. There's one Summit subscription, um, and obviously that that the ability to see all of the details of this segment. So the free user will only be able to see the top ten names. Other than that, you you won't know you you won't really know where you fit in the whole uh, scheme of things in terms of a um, a segment. So. Um, it's like one of the real um, kind of glues, I suppose, uh, to uh, to get people to use the service. And it's been one of the key differentiators for Strava um, since really they started. Um, and, you know, in all honesty, I mean, I understand the uh, the economic conditions that they find themselves in. I, I, you know, obviously companies need to make money and all the rest of it. The, the thing that irks me here is that I think Strava has shown a complete lack of strategy and vision in terms of, 
in terms of their business, really, um, I don't think they really know what they want to be. They don't know whether they want to be a social network or they don't want they, or they want to be an, uh, an athlete's tool or they don't they haven't quite worked that out. And as a result of that, they've um, they've sort of messed around with propositions. They've messed around with um, you know various features and. Um, Honestly, I think they've, you know, they've, they're almost masters of their own um, downfall because they've probably spent a huge amount of money investing in things that ultimately haven't paid off. Um, about 95% of Strava users are free tier, according to DC Rainmaker. And, um, you know, you would think that they'd be able to monetize the, the free data the, or the data of the free users that they're getting. Um, and clearly they haven't been able to, which is why they're now reverting to this sort of paywall um, uh, position. Um, the other thing I don't like is that they've given no notice to partners. So they've, there's thousands, tens of thousands of third-party application developers who have been using Strava's APIs to uh, to create third part, interesting third-party apps that people can then use to sort of delve into various aspects of of their sort of uh, active lifestyle. And um, what basically the developers got no notice of this and in essence uh, Strava then just started uh, feeding uh, blank data so they didn't break the APIs so the apps would still work but the data was completely um, for all the free users was completely whitewashed which basically means that for free users the majority of these third-party apps are, com- uh, are really rendered useless literally overnight strava said that they didn't break the apis and they were just sort of feeding um raw uh, you know blank data but in essence the, the the apps are completely worthless now so um you know a lot of the app developers are well i've seen quite a few examples where they just literally are saying they're going to close up shop now and uh, that's the end of that um and it's just it the, the thing that really gets me is i just i think strava has really really misplaced themselves i think you know they they've what they don't understand is the goodwill that a lot of these third-party developers have created and a funnel of new business for Strava through these third-party apps. And by just cutting them off like that, they, they've destroyed any goodwill that there might have been. And uh, to be honest, I kind of worry a little bit for Strava going forward. Um, ironically, I mean, I've been paying for Strava since 2013 in its full form. Um, and I've actually, ironically, my, my subscription's ending tomorrow. And I've actually decided just out of principle that I've had enough. Um, they they previously broke a uh, a particular capability that um, when I when I posted a um, a bike ride with a photo on Strava, it would automatically post to my Tumblr, and they they stopped that functionality, which is fine. I get that. But what they also did is they broke every single post that I've ever u- that's ever been generated on my Tumblr. Um, uh, you know, it, historically, so um, you know, it wasn't just that it was broken going forward; it broke everything that I've ever done on it uh, using that particular mechanic. And you know, when I contacted support about it, they couldn't have cared less. And as a paying customer, if that's the sort of attitude, then I think, well, forget it. It's just uh, I can't be bothered with it. So anyway, um, yeah, that's Strava. I don't know. My my gut feeling is that they're they're running out of money. They'll either be acquired or um, they'll get they'll be lost at some point in the next twelve to eighteen months. I can't see enough people uh, turning to a paid subscription. Um, just you know, it's you know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's only four pounds uh, four pounds a month. Well, it is four pounds a month if you pay up front, which is forty eight pounds, which feels a little bit more 
different than asking someone to pay four pounds a month. The, the 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 monthly subscription is seven pounds a month, which again is not a huge amount of money. But there's a lot of people out there, for example, with families who all want to use Strava, and they're now saying that you know four times you know seven is you know twenty eight pounds a month. It's like it's suddenly it's you know that's like two or three Netflixes. Um, so I th- I think I don't know they're going to have they're going to struggle to um, to monetize. I think and I do worry for Strava going forward. So I'm probably just going to revert back to uh, Garmin Connect. I mean I've always been using Garmin connect anyway so and i'll revert my strava to a free account until such time as uh well either they disappears or that things change dramatically and make me want to uh, resubscribe again but uh unfortunately they've just lost my trust and I, I just don't like the way they've gone around their business like i said though ultimately it's all about first world problems these things um uh but uh yeah so uh Anyway, I'll uh, I'll wrap up that on Strava and then uh, I'll come back in a second and just uh, wrap this one up with a few other things that have been going on in the last two months. So that's it really. Not very much has happened otherwise. uh, As I said, uh, same old loop uh, daily and uh, Strava deciding in pretty poor timing, I have to say, to go uh, pretty much behind the paywall uh, to, uh, to use a service beyond any very basic measure. But um, I suppose the the only other thing that's really happened over the last um, two months, really, um, is uh, uh, a small investment I made in a a company called Body Rocket. Uh, It's kind of interesting. Um, The the basic premise is that... um, aerodynamic uh, drag is or aerodynamic efficiency is with the single uh, one of the single biggest um, uh, considerations when it comes to going faster on a bike and the body uh, i.e. you uh, is responsible for about 85 percent of that drag um, people spend a lot of money on helmets and uh, various other things to try and make themselves more aero um, and uh, this company body rocket have actually started um devising a um a bit of kit that goes on the bike and it helps you analyze your aerodynamic efficiency um but without having to use a wind tunnel or anything so you basically plonk it on the bike you go out for a ride and then it basically tells you uh what your aerodynamic dynamic efficiency is and how you can maybe improve your aerodynamic drag and stuff like that uh very interesting very uh kind of me in terms of uh new future tech and stuff like that so uh i was pleased to be able to uh to have a punt on that and uh i backed it through crowdcube um in terms of the pricing of the um, the units themselves, the back of, um, the the company behind the uh, the product is uh, suggesting that you know to begin with it's going to be sort of serious amateurs or professional teams or um, you know probably a couple of thousand quid or whatever to get out a bike with it, but ultimately what they're aiming to do is get it down into the um, ballpark of a power meter. Um, which is really interesting, and um, uh, I'm I'm kind of excited about it. So uh, I've, I'll keep you posted in terms of uh, progress of that company and getting that product to market. Uh, it's got some quite um, good individuals uh, backing the company as well in terms of uh, uh, high-profile individuals who have worked within the cycling industry for many years. So um, yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed on that one, and uh, hope it should be quite good fun. Um, Right, that's it really. Um, I will probably 
not leave it two months before my next update. Uh, fingers crossed the COVID situation loosens up some more and uh, more and more people can get out and ride further. Uh, obviously, the downside of that is there'll be more cars on the road as well. But um, in the meantime, uh, do enjoy the time out on the road. Um, it's definitely quieter where I am. Uh, and I suspect it is probably where you are as well. So uh, do stay safe and uh, enjoy the opportunity to ride uh, in less hectic uh, conditions. And uh, many thanks for listening. Um, If you've got any questions, um, there's a link in the episode description uh, of this podcast. And if if you go to that link, you can actually um, ask me a question, leave me a message or whatever. Um, and um, I can respond to that question or message um, by including that in a future podcast. Uh, so there's an incentive, leave me a message, and it might incentivize me to actually do a, a podcast sooner rather than later. Um, other than that, you can reach me through my blog on themammal.co.uk um, or on social media, I am at the mammal. Uh, but otherwise, many thanks for listening and take care. Mm-hmm.